podcast on, podcast on. Headaches, numbness, dizziness. A cancer that would put them in a flag draped coffin. Smaller cigar tonight. Hey, welcome all to Americana the American Way. This is Big John. Just uh, on here quick to holler, about, holler at you about a few things. Uh, got some good big time wrestling news um, and a brief wrap up on the State of the Union address. Uh, Obviously, last evening I was screaming at my television. You guys can go back through the archives and watch that or listen to that podcast. Um, find me on Getter at the real underscore Big John. Uh, it's also the handle for Twitter if you like Twitter. Uh, but Getter, I, I'm using a lot more. Um, so. I remember, wow, it was a while, a while back, 20 years ago-ish, maybe 15, I don't know, uh, a friend of mine talked me into going to see this wrestling group called Ring of Honor. They were doing their first show in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, we got second row tickets, which were I don't know, 25 or $40 at the time. It was real affordable for a wrestling show. And my buddy kept hyping this up. And uh, I remember we were supposed to get a big snowstorm, um, which we, I think it fizzled out. We didn't get snow at all, if, if at, whatever. Uh, but I got my student loan check, my refund check, and I was so excited to have money. I'm like, we're going to that Ring of Honor show regardless. Uh, I don't care if we get 10 feet of snow or not. And so we get there and uh, we're standing in line outside and uh, this little wrestler homicide comes out and he's uh, saying, this ain't very many people. Y'all call, get your cell phones out, call, start calling friends and stuff like that. And, uh, the no, she wasn't at that show. Uh, anyhow, uh, the first match came out. It was like two local independent wrestlers. I'm like, dude, if this is what you brought me to. But then this guy named CM Punk came out. He was wearing baggy basketball shorts down to his knees. He had a Cobra G.I. Joe tattoo. I thought, oh, dude, this is fucking weird to my friend. And he also had a Pepsi logo tattoo. And But when that CM Punk match was over and he did the Pepsi plunge, which was like a 
uh, pile driver or pedigree kind of move off the second or top rope. I was like, whoa, this, this stuff's for real. These guys are awesome. And then the show got much, much better throughout the night. Uh, we ended up, I have photo albums and photo, like five at least, of nothing but Ring of Honor pictures. I'm a big photography nut. And uh, we would travel sometimes five hours across the state of Ohio. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania was closer for us, but once... You know, Ring of Honor would go to uh, Dayton, Ohio, Cincinnati area. We would drive across the state and get a hotel and watch Ring of Honor wrestling. And Ring of Honor had such a following that you would stand in line outside the Ring of Honor shows and it was like a club or a cult. And, you know, we would have contests to see not real contests, but just like, okay, who drove the furthest? You're in Dayton, Ohio. Oh, you drove from Boston? Are you one of the frickin' wrestlers? No. Do you know one of the wrestlers? No. People would drive, like, that's like a 12 or 13 hour drive, 14, I don't know, long fucking drive. Boston, Massachusetts to Dayton, Ohio? Google map it, I don't know. But that was the following that Ring of Honor had. They had all of the best wrestlers that were not WWE. And there was no WWE alternative at the time. Uh, so if you were a good wrestler but not a steroid head, not a monster like Triple H, who was a much better wrestler before he got uh, excessive on the juice. I'm sure he was always on steroids, but... Uh, before he got so big he could hardly move without tearing a quad, Triple H was a much better wrestler. Not a, never a Ring of Honor wrestler. But I'm just pointing out, you don't always have to be a 300 pound steroid monster to be a good wrestler. And Ring of Honor, they had guys that did freaky phenomenal the phenomenal AJ Styles basically made his name in Ring of Honor. Um, and he did far more acrobatic and high-flying moves in Ring of Honor than he does in WWE now. Uh, WWE, if they could have... Well, they wouldn't have used him right anyways. But if they would have gotten him 10 years ago... Uh, it would have changed the face of wrestling, but Vince McMahon and them like their big steroid head, eight foot tall, can't move in the ring wrestlers. And not everything Ring of Honor was high flying acrobatic. There was a lot of chain wrestling, a lot of uh, holds, a lot of fast paced, but still mat wrestling. And people would say to us, well, don't you get tired of 20 or 30 minute long wrestling matches? No, not when they're good, you know. Uh, but all a lot of your top stars like Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, uh, 
Brian Danielson or Daniel Bryan, whatever you want to call him, uh, they all came through Ring of Honor. And Ring of Honor was the shit, shiznit. It was the stuff. It was the bomb back then. And the venues were small enough. We, we would sit and heckle the wrestlers till we got heat. Well, tonight, at the beginning of All Elite Wrestling Dynamite, Tony Khan came out to the ring screaming, <laughs> uh, Afro going, uh, he's hopped up on something, Adderall or something, but anyways, Tony announced that he has bought Ring of Honor, and I think this is great. Um, the Khan family has more money than the McMahon family. Um, not that that is all of the matter in the world, but uh, the WWE itself is a billion dollar company. The Khans are a billion dollar family. Um, now, I heard earlier in the day that the asking price for Ring of Honor was $40 million from Sinclair Broadcasting. Um, I don't know. I know the videotape library that Ring of Honor owns, which includes, um, I believe, Shimmer Women Athletes. But the, the Ring of Honor videotape library that they own, their DVD or downloads or whatever you want to call it, uh, that used to belong to RF Video and then Ring of Honor when it became its own company. That's worth $40 million in gold because it's wrestling gold. It's the early days of CM Punk. It's AJ Styles in his prime. It's Daniel Bryan in his prime or Bryan Danielson in his prime. Um, and then they were the first women's revolution of wrestling. It, the women's revolution was not WWE wrestling. When WWE was still doing bikini and underwear matches, Ring of Honor was bringing out young ladies that would wrestle. And I always gave them props for that. And I know your mind automatically goes to the gutter when I talk women's wrestling, but I don't care. Um, Athletes are athletes. Uh, what does Ring of Honor provide for Tony Khan? He has an excessively large roster with a plethora of wrestlers and not enough room for all of them. Now, depending on what Ring of Honor's uh, contracts are like, if they still have a broadcast contract with Sinclair Broadcasting, they have a national network of television stations to air their product on. They have um, bat, was it Battle for Honor or Honor by, uh, it's a pay-per-view coming up and they're already announcing matches for it. And if Ring of Honor is um, 
booked and run like its own separate company because Tony Khan obviously cannot run all elite wrestling with its uh, YouTube channel and two network cable shows he can't run all that but if they let uh, let's say delirious book ring of honor or maybe let Mick Foley bring Mick Foley in and let him book ring of honor um, or something like that I don't think Jim Cornette would do it uh, anyhow bring in people and let them run ring of honor and he just pays the wrestlers uh, Ring of Honor will be great again. Um, it's a place now where other ex-WWE people can go and be stars. Uh, most recently, the WWE wrestler Cesaro. Um, he was a huge success in Ring of Honor. Uh, and then he got the WWE contract... And he was hugely popular and successful in Triple H's NXT version. Then he got Cesaro went to the main roster, the supposedly main roster, and kind of floundered. He was popular. The fans liked him. That's what's supposed to determine a wrestler's place on the card is how many asses they put in the seats. And sweet Vince poor Vince McMahon just don't see it that way he, he's making wrestling to entertain Vince McMahon at this point and that's you know big guys on steroids um, you know stuff like that things that just aren't don't work anymore in wrestling I don't want to watch a guy lumber around the ring and throw ten clotheslines I want to see, you know, chain wrestling, fast-paced, uh, in and out. I want to see tag team wrestling. I want to see high flyers, but not, you know, spot monkeys that just flip around the ring and, do, you know, do spots. I want to see, you know, fast-paced, good old-style wrestling, like Ricky Steamboat and Macho Man Savage at WrestleMania 3, you know. Uh, Vince McMahon seems to think every match is supposed to be Hulk versus Andre at WrestleMania 3. To sum that up. But as far as Tony Khan buying this Ring of Honor, I'm excited for it. We'll see how Ring of Honor is run. Uh, see if it's its own separate brand. I think it can be. Um, uh, and his, Tony has too many wrestlers for his roster. Not enough television time for all the talent he has. Ring of Honor, the last time I checked, had uh, contracts with Sinclair Broadcasting. But, of course, Sinclair owned Ring of Honor. Uh, but, you know, there are other networks and other places that could open up. Or Ring of Honor basically started as an online wrestling company before there was a WWE network, you know. So, you could have a ringofhonor.com pay site, and I would pay five or ten bucks a month to follow Ring of Honor if it's run like Ring of Honor was run in 2002. 
So we'll see how that goes. And here's another opportunity for wrestlers uh, that aren't getting the proper love from WWE to go and wrestle. So that's our fun slap happy pappy. I am balding. <laughs> uh, Ring of Honor update. So get to some State of the Union wrap up next. We'll be right back. Oops, can't do it that way. Get into all that. So, welcome back, podcast world. Uh, the wrap up to the State of the Union. Um, it was a whole lot of bullshit. Like I was telling people on the video, the you know Speaker of the House and Vice President are sitting behind Joe Biden. Kamala looked. Look bored out of her mind. Uh, she has a horrible sound bite out there explaining the whole Russia Ukraine thing. I don't know who she was talking to. I, I hope she was trying to dumb down her uh, her speech to fit the audience that she assumed was too dumb to understand. Uh, because if she wasn't dumbing down the way she talks, she's a dumb person. Uh, to paraphrase, uh, she basically said, Ukraine is a country, a small country in Europe that borders Russia, which is a big country. And the big country invaded the small country, and that's bad. Well, no shit, Sherlock. Were you talking to kindergartners? Alright, so... You can go back and watch me scream at my TV for an hour and a half or two. uh, And see exactly how I feel on the State of the Union. There were about four good points Biden brought up at the end that I could get behind. But that was all a gimmick gimmick to get you behind his State of the Union. Uh... You know, stuff like we're going to cure cancer. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm cool with that. Who isn't? You know, who's not down with curing cancer altogether, like eradicating it? But that, that can't happen. Uh, you know, he said America is strong because the American people are strong. I, I 100 agree with that. But our government and our leadership are not strong. Uh, and I'm talking Democrats and Republicans. Uh, there are some Republicans that are strong that don't get the credit they are uh, deserving of. Um, I just found out Dr. Oz, the, the TV doctor that is a phenomenal human being from everything I've heard, is running for uh, office as a Republican. Uh, he is now the being touted and destroyed by the left is the worst quack ever when we all know Dr. Fauci Fauci uh, is the worst quack in history Um, I've been following the science from around the world and the rest of the world sees things differently than our medical industrial complex in America sees it but anyway 
the uh, State of the Union. Biden did a 180 on a lot of issues, except for energy independence. Uh, he's now uh, saying fund the police. Actually, at one point he said fun, F-U-N, and left the D off. But uh, he's now, you know, for funding the police. And that's great. Uh, our police do need more funding for training. Um, and things like that. Learning how to fight. <laughs> because a lot of these... A lot of these shitty videos you see on the internet where they're they're edited, like the George Floyd stuff. Uh, yeah, it looked like they were hurting him. Had they been more aggressive for the first 30 or 40 minutes of that episode as they were in the last nine minutes, you wouldn't have gotten to the last nine minutes where Derek Chauvin is leaning on his neck. Three or four officers could have shoved him into that police cruiser and been the hell out of there. And he, George Floyd could have died of his overdose at a hospital and you would have never known it. Um, but Biden and the filthy Democrats are now for funding the police when they spent years, at least two years, saying defund the police. Now, Biden never technically said defund the police, but everyone around him did. Uh, you know, there may have been times when he was anti-police. And, of course, Nancy Pelosi, who was, like I already said, standing and applauding and rubbing her fists together at the wrong time. We don't even know what the hell she was doing that little dance for. But, uh, you know... Nancy paid homage and said, thank you, George Floyd, for sacrificing yourself. Come off of it, people. You know, there's pandering and then there's ignorance. Uh, but it was, the whole thing was a 180, uh, or at least parts of it were a 180 degree turn from where Biden and the Democrats have been. Uh, he talked about, you know, a little but not enough to satisfy the great Alexandria Ocasio Sandy Cortez. Um, we talked about, pardon me, her Green New Deal and how splendid it would be. Uh, that was basically his um, get off of the Russian oil. is get off a foreign oil plan is a green new deal that in in the at the very least will take decades to happen and probably will never happen when we could quickly get energy independence and get oil barrel prices to come down by reopening the Keystone pipeline deal by producing more domestic crude and natural gas refining more oil and we could now become profitable and powerful because Europe realized that the Green New Deal 
does not work as well as advertised with solar and wind power. Um, <clears throat> we could be, they, Europe, Germany, and a lot of other countries have been buying oil and natural gas from Russia. We could turn around and undercut Russia and sell that oil and natural gas to Europe and our allies over there. Um, but our government's not that smart. So, sorry podcast, that disgusting noise was me slurping my bottle of water. Uh, but Biden's energy freedom plan is the Green New Deal. It's not a deal, good deal for America. It's not the New Deal of FDR, which was not a good deal for America. Um, yes, it was good to keep Americans distracted with jobs like the Conservation Corps, uh, building, you know, big shit. Like uh, Lewis Black said, you, you want to stimulate the economy, you, you take the government money and you build a big effing thing. And then people get money from building the big effing thing. And people go on vacation to see the big effing thing. And they buy a t-shirt that says, I saw the big effing thing and all I got was this lousy effing t-shirt. You know, um, like the Hoover Dam. There are people in America to this day that drive to the Hoover Dam so they can drive across the Hoover Dam so they can stay... Uh, say they looked at the the big cement wall that holds back water called the Hoover Dam. Uh, but anyways, but uh, that was the Conservation Corps. That's not the Green New Deal. Um, so why can't we open up nuclear or nuclear, as George W. would call it, power plants? We haven't built one in like 25, 30 years. And it's one of the safest ways to make energy. There's clean coal technology. Um, you know, the last year of Trump, the United States cut carbon emissions dramatically, even though we got no credit for it um, from our own liberal government mem officials. But let's, let's look at nuclear power. Steven Crowder brought something up on his uh, debate fact check. Nuclear power is so dangerous. So dangerous. We put it in things that get shot at. Did you hear that? Now, when was the last time anyone shot a gun at a nuclear power plant? Um, never. I mean, at, at the power plant itself. Like trying to blow up the power plant with a gun or a bullet or a bomb. Not in my lifetime. And we've always had nuclear power near where I live. And we don't glow in the dark. We're not, you know, growing third nipples out of our foreheads. Um, so, what I'm saying, and when he, Steven, said... nuclear power and things that get shot at. We have almost an entire naval fleet that runs on nuclear energy. Our aircraft carriers, our submarines, these are all things that get shot at. 
So how bad can a nuclear reactor be? Obviously, if you have nuclear waste spilling into the ocean, that's a, that's a big problem. But, I mean, in general, how dangerous and how likely is a nuclear explosion that's going to fill the air and the, the soil and the, the earth with nuclear waste? It happened in Chernobyl, Russia. Uh, and I heard that in Chernobyl, things still just randomly catch fire because there's so much nuke dust laying around. I don't know. Not, not in Chernobyl, Russia. Don't plan on going there. But, uh, you know, that was the big thing. Or uh, Three Mile Island in Pennsylvania. You know, but these were all in the early days of atomic energy and nuclear power plants. And, you know, the Russian thing was one person being lazy. Uh, Three Mile Island was a chain of events where they could have stopped it early, but they fucked up. So it's not the nuclear energy. It's not the nuclear power plant. It's the people running it. And if you take away everything that a human being could screw up if you take away every opportunity for humans to hurt one another or hurt themselves you might as well just not have humans because we're always going to screw something up so you know human error will always be there in to make a little bit more sense so you can't blame a power plant for uh, having a meltdown because a person didn't do their job right any more than you can blame a car for a DUI accident because somebody had too much to drink. Uh, but the best ways to get energy freedom, get our gasoline and uh, grocery store prices somewhat back in order is one, stop printing money off like crazy. Secondly, go back to energy independence. And yes, Donald Trump's administration printed too many greenbacks, too many coins, uh, and flooded the market with them. And now that the Russian banks have been kicked out of SWIFT, uh, there creates a problem of, you know, the international monetary system is based on the US dollar and yeah Russian rubles are worth pennies on the dollar right now but you're having to print out more dollars to prop up the system to keep the value of our currency high or actually it's weakening the value of our currency domestically so that's where we are there are simple, simple solutions to the problems uh, that Joe Biden talked about for hours last night. Um, but we've got to get a new Congress. We've got to get rid of some of these rhino Republicans like Liz Cheney and uh, Mittens W. Romney and get back to the basics of American life, energy independence, you know, yeah, Biden talked about made in the USA. That was Trump's thing. 
That wasn't Biden's thing two years ago or four years ago. But, yeah, we do need to buy food and vegetables from local farmers. Less food and vegetables from corporate farms and, uh, you know, Bill Gates and his 3D printer vegetable-based food. <laughs> it's not, there's no such thing as plant-based meat, people. I'm sorry. It, meat either comes from a moo cow, a piggy, or this little piggy went to market not a damn tree <laughs> all right and you know just like there's no such thing as soy milk or almond milk if there's not an almond or a soy cow it's almond or soy juice and that makes you gag okay and I've drank almond and soy juice and I did gag I do put it in my protein shakes because you can't taste it in a protein shake when you put all the other ingredients in that taste good. But anyhow, all right, God bless y'all. Uh, guys, fight like hell for your rights as Americans. Please, please, please. And fight like hell don't mean, you know, break into the Capitol and act like a fool. It just means go vote. Call your elected leaders. Write them a letter. Go vote. Red Tsunami 2022, Red Wave 2024. God bless y'all, pray for each other. We'll see you next time on Americana, the American way. God bless. God bless this one and all, even Mr. Scrooge. <laughs>